I love that. Like, I remember our first interview where you said you were not empathic. And I called you out on that. Yeah. And I'm so glad I did. Yeah. Because <laughs> people you don't know were two therapists. And you just actually kicked our behind with empathy <laughs> right now. Yeah. Hey, guys. Welcome to the Overcome Cafe. Tales of mind, body, and relationships. The one and only podcast that serves as a guidepost for driven people trying to reach their goals while keeping a healthy lifestyle. Are you an athlete or a professional who's considered driven but feels that this sometimes comes at a cost? Do you want to reach your goals but want to maintain a healthy lifestyle, especially in competitive fields such as sports, arts, business, or professionals? In sharing our knowledge, we want to encourage folks by helping them build momentum via our collective wisdom. This is the Overcome Cafe, tales of mind, body, and relationships. Hey folks, it's LP Landry here. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you guys for being so encouraging with us. You guys matter and we hope we can help make a small difference in your lives. Um, this episode today is our why episode. So it was long overdue. You'll hear me say it in the recording, I'm sure. But it was long overdue because we wanted to sit together and we're so glad Matt, Vicky and I will discuss our individual whys. So a little key information for you guys is uh, none of us discussed our whys before we recorded the episode. So you'll be privy to our spontaneous reaction to when every one of us gives our own version of why. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I hope that you find what you need in this episode. We always aim to be of help either on the sporting arena, either on the professional arena, either on the personal arena. Thanks for listening to the Overcome Cafe Tales of Mind, Body, and Relationships. Man, 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 the Y episode. We are arriving at the Y episode today, guys. Uh, yeah, I feel like I should apologize almost, like being the francophone that, we, that I am. Apologize to our listeners for not doing the Y episode in the beginning. It seems like it's the so, the supposed to format to to actually oh. do the <laughs> podcasting thing because I feel like we've done we've and I think that's very much our relationship, Matt. <laughs> Vicky. Yeah. Very much our relationship as well. Yeah. Uh, so the common factor is me. Oh, that's not good because we dive deep very quickly and we end up like talking about stuff it, the warm-up for today was even us like talking about very serious stuff i don't think we've ever had a superficial conversation between the three of us so, <laughs> so yeah. it's just not how we roll it's not how but we realistically roll. <laughs> you know yeah. nobody really cares yeah. yeah let's be serious yeah nobody's concerned about this here we are but i am so i am only one. you only me <laughs> i love that only you oh man i can ponder on this only for many only you. everybody <laughs> else is just receiving yes we are and we will be giving today i hope yeah uh, it sounds yeah. like a friends episode with joey giving and receiving and sharing <laughs> and sharing and vicky's the perfect like she's the encyclopedia encyclopedia Oh, encyclopedia. Oh, encyclopedia. <laughs> Very how I miss your mother right now. So I'm quoting like, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm not giving the best transition to this today. <laughs> so we're doing the Y episode and we ended up doing it like in the middle of 
our other episodes. So that I'll call it COVID factor and pandemic factor. I like to blame pandemic for everything that doesn't go well in my world. It's easy. Yeah. It's easy. It's if I cannot explain it, it's that pandemic. But it is the, the Y episode. Um, we did... I've got a piece of paper that you're going to hear about probably a little bit. But we did decide, like, as a preparation that we would have a wish list and our individual whys. Mm. So... Love it. Can't wait to hear yours. Vicky, ladies yours. first. Sure. Would you like to go first? Or how are you today? Let's start like this. Good, good. You know, it's... I've I've been feeling a little tired lately, not completely refreshed, but I feel like today, I I don't know, I woke up and beautiful sun outside and Mm. no, I'm I'm ready to, uh, to, to talk about my why to dig deep with you guys or however this episode will turn out. Well, I can't wait to hear from you guys because I have a, a feeling that it's, it's, I have my idea of maybe your why, so I can't wait to see what it's going to be. So should I say a little bit about the reason or just behind like how would like you like to heart? go about it? What is your why? I, I the only thing I did send our crew are hmm our collective. We're going to be a collective. Like three people is that a collective, man? Yeah. Perfect. And yes. Soul. <laughs> Soul. So three people is a collective. So our collective the only thing I I said is the um, I send the format as the why. The Simon Sinek model one. Mm. Yeah. to blank which is the contribution so yeah. that blank yeah it, I, did i say that correctly the contribution so that and then the the impact the impact the yeah. impact of it yeah so, so i would say like for myself so that impact so that and then the impact so really for me is it would be like to to really be present to show up with with kindness with openness um mm. And I feel like just that that presence um, will will bring a lot of of um, like just really great conversation that will um, in return just encourage you like encourage you to face hard things um, in our daily lives just like mm. the our stressors and I know that for me that's what the impact of the podcast that I listen to. Um, for me, it refreshes me, it renews me, mm-hmm. um, and it just like gives me the courage I need to, to face my day. So I guess naturally that's, that's my, that's my aim. <laughs> so, and, and from what I've heard so far, you know, that's, that has been encouraging for me to hear, to hear people where they're coming from and where they are right now. And, um, also, it's so relatable that it's it's like okay, it doesn't feel far far away from me. So mm-hmm. I so it gives me that extra courage that I need to daily encouragement, I guess, to to face hard things. And that's my hope for you that um, if you're listening and um, you are whatever lies ahead, you know that you you be encouraged and and that it will bring that strength for you. Totally, like I my own I'm relating to this with you as well because. What I'm seeing is there's a much more personal aspect to podcasting that if you compare it to traditional like radio. Yeah. Radio is really cool, but podcasting feels personal. Yeah. It feels really personal. Like you listen to somebody, it seems like you open a part of their mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like a book. I'm literally miming a book right now. But 
Mm. I feel like every time you, and that's right, like that's a great why, because I get to benefit from it each day. I see you in the morning. You're like the kindest person that I know. Oh, I wasn't always kind, though, when we first met. So, and you're also, <laughs> and you're, I like but, that. But I'm glad but... where we are now. Yes, for sure. And people she's still working on accepting a compliment. That's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> which, is a, <laughs> which is a thing. <sighs> but yes, um, I won't go in the wish list for, uh, right now. I think like each individual why is important. So yours is to be, to show kindness mm -hmm. in order to help our listeners Yeah. go through rough patches like obstacles and difficulties each day so you that's got your it. why yeah perfect what about you matt uh yeah i think vicky starting out is really helpful for for me just to kind of key on a few angles so branching out from you know the medium so pot start there podcasting i'll just elaborate um podcasts have probably been the, the the biggest positive influence in my life in terms mm. of uh sort of you know consumption absorption of ideas external totally. to myself mm. um for the last maybe five years or something like that so um i i, I would say of all the things i've been exposed to podcasts certain podcasts have changed my life yes uh, for the better totally. and been really ins inspiring so a lot of different sort of doors you mm -hmm. could say have have kind of opened for me through mm -hmm. through this experience of, of spending what feels like close time with with people and their thoughts totally mm -hmm. across a pretty big range and so people would assume i mostly listen to cycling podcasts which is only partially true that that's a portion of what i listen to a lot of other stuff is outside of that domain so you know and that's so true like we when we talk together oftentimes we're not going to talk necessarily about the cycling podcasts Those no. are there's there's really important, but it's not necessarily our conversations. Yeah, no, not not so much. I mean, it depends on mood, and it's pretty fascinating to, just as an aside, that podcasts uh, covering such a huge spectrum, yeah. right, of of human sort of uh, thought, oh, yeah. um, can be fit to 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 the mood a mm. given day, right? And and I found like some some days I'm in the mood for something cycling, um, totally, and and. And other days I'm just not mm -hmm. right. I'm I'm more open and ready to take on something that's maybe going to push my my sort of boundaries intellectually or, or yeah. spiritually, whatever. Yeah. Um. So that's fascinating to mm -hmm. me, uh, and the source of a lot of sort of curiosity and and inspiration too. So in mm -hmm. in this context of being able to to, to share an opportunity, you know, a podcast, a creation with you guys, um, my main sort of orientation is to try to reflect that, you know, <laughs> somebody who is driven um, and, and who, who is perceived perhaps as being, you know, simply good at certain things and maybe operating mm. on, a, on a level that is not uh, necessarily attainable. And, and I situate that, like I contextualize that. I have no illusions into thinking that I'm uh, at the world-class level in cycling. Uh, and I think that's uh, a strength. Uh, yeah. Of, yeah. of mine not a weakness uh totally. so far as i kind of my perspective on on this this activity and this lifestyle 
is is more relatable i think to most yeah. listeners than that of professionals yep. and i can learn from them we can all learn from them but uh, perhaps there are more sort of take-home lessons to learn from speaking to people who mm-hmm. who incorporate this kind of uh, sport at this you know whatever level at a relatively high level let's say um, mm. up against family life and and working life totally so so you know i've observed the miss perception that uh, people who are really good at things are just good at them through talent yeah mm. and and so i i think that's a disabling misconception totally because yeah. most of us aren't that talented mm. no nope. uh and so you know if if the sense is i shouldn't even bother doing that because i don't have this stuff um I, what i want to convey is we all have this stuff yeah to do things we don't already do Right. Um, It doesn't, and it's not just about sport. It can be uh, an art. It can be a performance. It can be any number of different sort of ways of engaging, you know, and and, and channeling creativity. Yeah. Um, The fundamental is like, we if we can learn how to sort of incorporate different things into our daily life that sort of push us into new capabilities. Yes. um, New opportunities just kind of emerge. Yep. Yeah. It's about changing our perspective and our openness to totally. what's out there. Exactly. Yes. And that is what is incredibly inspiring and while well, it's awe inspiring to me yeah. is to see these different doors and, 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 and windows open. Yeah. Um just through shifts in my own um perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh and so that's it. So sharing experience. Um, toward enabling folks to be confident in taking taking on things that they're uncomfortable uh, with that cause them fear. Uh, I'd like to share like my own experiences around fear mm-hmm. and anxiety and all of these things. There's been plenty of that. And uh, if there's anything I've learned that that's going to help folks uh, in terms of tools or strategies uh, yeah. up against the expertise that you two bring, yeah. I think that that might be, uh, yeah. you know, worthwhile. Yeah. And it's like, we're all human. Um, and like you said, Matt, like I, I, ha- for me, I'll have a tendency to look at, wow, look at where they are. And without all of their, this missing, all of, of what mm. they've worked through to get there. And, and like, just to hear your story, to hear, um, people's stories, that's, that's encouraging and um yeah it, it just it, it, and it makes us feel so much closer to that person of like yeah. they're relatable they're yeah. human um we're not so far we're not so different in a way you know no we're not yeah and that's it how would you see it's funny because one of our conversations vicky and i was uh she didn't realize she was a, dri- a driven person <laughs> so i still remember that experience for you and seeing your face like like this awe, awe moment. Glass shattering moment for sure. <laughs> Glass shattering moment. <laughs> yeah. But I'll go into the awe moment, A-W-E moment. Yeah. Um, I saw that and I was like, oh, she, she really didn't know that about herself. Yeah. So what is your experience about being driven? Because a, a driven person, I, sim- I oversimplify. I, sometimes I oversimplify everything, but it's somebody who attains goals. Yeah. So that's an, yeah. on a consistent manner. It's a temperament that produces that. If the goal is yeah. to bring world peace, that driven person will, will try to do that. If the goal is the opposite, because it could go the other way, 
we're in chaos. The uh, driven person probably is behind that. But I'm sorry for the very the, no. That's the it. When when I ask when you ask me about um, if I was a driven person, that you saw me as a driven person, I had my whole idea of what a driven person was was somebody with a lot of energy mm. um that could do that had like like matt was saying like many talents that were sort of it was just easy for them and that was not my experience at all so from when you you, you told me that so i then when you told me the actual definition of mm. of it's a purpose that that you know accomplishes what they their goals are, I mean, I can't say 100% of the time, but the things that are I'm mm. passionate about, um, when are. we start talking about some of my passion, I'm like, yes, I do find yes. actually the energy. I am more, um, I, I, I will thrive. I will do what I, everything that I can. Because <laughs> when you hit that this. goal, you get the energy that comes with it. Yes. Because yeah. there's a release of energy when you attain some type of goals. Yeah. But being process oriented because that's more my optic i am more process it's not oh uh, let's for instance uh, we talked about grind Giro a, a few times like my goal there was to finish grind Giro, mm. but the process is to become a, a cyclist that sort of works that's it yeah my identity is linked to the cycling not that one specific event right and that's a big difference for me. And I know you're like that. Like you're a driven yeah, person. Yeah, that's a jank. Yeah. And your drive is actually people. Like if people are not kind, you're going to look at them and say, what? What's how and, and with kindness? Because you have that thing you do that I can't. And that's true. Like there's softness and it's contagious. Oh, thank you. And I'm sorry, but I'm highlighting it. And Matt's looking at me. He's like, I totally agree. <laughs> Oh, uh, it takes a, a driven person like I, this week I was listening to one other podcast and the Letterman Tools guy the, the mm. I don't know if you know the Letterman Tools but that gentleman is so soft spoken but man he's a driven person yeah. seven years before he sold one tool right. wow yeah yeah one hundred and some dollar tool yeah. not even they must be in the gazillions now and yeah, 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 it's a great company. And also because of his temperament, his only wise was um, as long as he, he's going to be a CEO, as long as it's fun and as long as he makes a positive impact on the company. And he says, I considered at some point not doing that. If mm. I, I haven't heard the, uh, the interview, but if I can speculate, I would, I would imagine that uh, the, dri the drive uh, yes. behind, behind that effort over seven years would be um, a vision of a future where there is something uh, that exists uh, that's part of the fabric of reality yeah. that makes a difference. Yeah, uh, totally. And, uh, and that's what a Leatherman is. It's yes. now a thing that is part of um, uh, modern life. Yes. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's like duct tape. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. And zippers and Kleenex. <laughs> right. Uh, these these are kind of core core <laughs> things um, that support us yes. doing the kinds of things we want to do totally right so it's a, there's a vision there the world can be different yes. in a better way and i'm gonna just drive at that and then there's yeah. a reverse engineering that comes from that that vision that's an outcome 
um, a specific point in time when it's like, okay, well, I consider it to be success now. Yeah. Uh, it's sustainable. Like the Leatherman is a thing that will persist. Yeah. That's a particular point in time. Totally. It's not a hundred units sold. It's not a thousand. No. It's more than that. Uh, and then I think part of the fun uh, for an innovator like that is to reverse engineer the process. Totally. Right? So, so how, mm. um, you know, this thing could be made in a certain way where, yeah, we'd sell a lot. Yeah. Um, but it probably wouldn't become 10 million units. And he's not this stereotype driven uh, person. Mm -hmm. Like we have this aggressive imposing sort of image of a driven person. Like we always, we always think like a driven person is just like warrior type mm. with a sword and a shield is going to conquer. Mm -hmm. But I don't think drive and motivation is necessarily that. And, and our temperament as driven people can express itself in different manners if if i can um take a stab at, at, totally. a, at a key sort of characteristic totally i i think sort of a fixation uh and i'm using the term on purpose uh, <laughs> uh on mm. outcomes uh is characteristic yeah mm. uh and with that you know we have a certain sense of of, of personality like broader sort of personality characteristics that go with that yeah so we say a type personality for yeah. example right. um so yeah for driven people a focus on achieving outcomes i think is a, is a consistent sort of yep. uh thread um and what we've talked about previously and we'll talk about more i think is that that is actually a problematic mode to be in mm -hmm. um, all the time yeah. or even in a disproportionate amount yeah. Uh, yeah. because totally. a, a focus and just to, to go to um, the, the, the base of what I'm saying, a focus on outcomes is misplaced, I think, uh, if we consider, you know, what the future actually is mm -hmm. mm. because That's an outcome is one point in time. Totally. And it's and we've chosen to focus on one point in time as being sort of all important yes. right. uh, on a timeline that is going to unfold ad infinitum yeah. until the end of the universe. Yeah. So we we tend to put disproportionate amount of sort of emphasis and value, I think, on what we've identified as one time point, yeah. one now point. Yeah. But um, we are then not looking beyond it and saying, okay, after that outcome, mm -hmm. then what? And so if we look at a, a massive uh, event that we put our effort into, um, like a, a, a bucket list item or, or some kind of a comp, like we're, we were uh, championships that we yeah. Yeah. and masters racing, yeah. just because a lot of people do that, for example, yeah. and we go, everything's about that and the outcome there, that might, that outcome of the race, if it's a race is what we think is all important, mm -hmm. but maybe we should be looking beyond that. And totally. asking ourselves, if I win that thing or I'm on a podium or I'm 10th, what does that mean for how I see myself in my sport the next week, yeah. the next month and the yeah. next year? And that's a great exercise mm -hmm. to actually do that part and sort of imagine what the next approach, the next moment will be. There's worthy opponents eh, in life. I'm stealing from uh, Simon Sinek on that one a little bit, but there's worthy opponents. So I don't think it's because you win a race that a worthy opponent is a worthy opponent. It's mutual respect, mutual admiration and fondness 
which is called criteria for healthy couples relationships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was Fondness <laughs> and admiration. Couples who I'm not using couples for a moment, but couples who are functional, healthy couples argue. There's sixty percent of their arguments that I don't resolve. Mm-hmm. So what what constitutes a great relationship is fondness and admiration. This is the Godmans like that talk about that a lot. But in worthy com- a worthy competitor, worthy opponent, it, in the in the term opponent, it's, it's, it almost is a contradiction in itself. Because you're the opposite opponent and opposite is in the same family, but you're not the opposite. You're a different expression of the same type of specialization. You're a cyclist yeah. and a cyclist. If if I if I might sort of pose a, a, a question here, um, I'll get to it. Um, I've observed lately playing hockey on the outdoor rink with my my son. Mm-hmm. who's 10 and so this is a return really to outdoor hockey for me after uh, more than 20 years so uh, not really doing that uh and but growing up uh just playing totally. a massive uh, number of hours um so what i've observed is there's quite a spectrum of uh, sort of perspectives on what outdoor hockey is um, across the range of kids that play at this local rink that I play at. So it's a lot of kids around <laughs> 10, 11, 12, 13 in that mm. kind of range. Um, some of them play on hockey teams competitively and um, seem to think that what they're doing at the outdoor rink is whatever it's required to win the outdoor hockey game, uh, where a lot of people are not counting score, but a bunch of them are, mm-hmm. which is foreign to me as a kid growing up. We never counted score playing outdoor hockey. That was mm. not relevant. No. Mm. Um, that wasn't what I thought we were doing, was trying to win. We were trying to play. Yes. But like yeah. play, but also like play well. Yes. Mm. And that actually involved passing a lot. And and it's a very different dynamic I'm, mm. I'm observing. So it gives me thinking like, I, I find these kids are not really grasping what, what sport is. You know, like what, especially what sportsmanship is. They're not there right mm-hmm. now. They're on hopefully development curve mm. the related thought then in question became um and thinking about a future uh, future interview that we're we're lining up yeah. is um what what should we actually value in sporting performances totally uh, mm. if we if we judge against uh, so lp and i have experience with um you know the your latest re- you're only as valuable as your latest <laughs> result yes mm, like the stats or, or yeah well yeah. like did you Winning. a podium if you haven't recently right. and then there was an aesthetic side and it was you're only as good as your last photo yeah, oh, yeah. Um, right so yeah. you can photos and podiums photos and podiums right that so these a... are the these are the uh, the signs uh, the metrics for yes. for value mm-hmm. and so i was thinking about for example um sort of iconic uh, race performances that, that many of us have seen over recent years. Like, so in road cycling, there's been some, some very iconic wins. Matthew Vanderpool had an mm. in, yeah. incredible uh, a win uh, in 2021. There's been shocking yes. performances, uh, incredible in cyclocross, yeah. uh, in mountain biking, in all the disciplines, there's been performances that have been really exceptional. So if you go, totally. okay, what matters in terms of a leg, like what, how do we quantify a legacy for a, a a retired athlete say yeah. a cyclist yeah um what are we which what work, are we counting which a lot yeah. of them actually work more now retired in cycling 
than when they were racing. They they certainly do, uh, right? And they're tr they're having to keep the the ball rolling, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so in terms of outputs and outcomes, and and so my question then is like, um, those performances that we actually go back to and watch again and yeah. say like, I I'm gonna go watch that final of that race again because that was so spectacular. Yeah. Should we be thinking about these performances as a form of art, artistic expression. Yeah, um, oh, I like and, that. And, mm -hmm. and sort of evaluate on that level Yes. versus a question of like counting wins. Does it matter more that you won 60 races in your lifetime or does, or does it equally matter that you won a race in a way that was so incredible yeah. and, and sort of artful yeah. that people go back and watch that again? Yes. Mm. Right? Yes. Like... Which, so which the term iconic it's a performance art. Yes. Perform oh, angle, oh, wow. Right. Yeah. That's, that's what I, hmm. so it doesn't matter how you win. Yes. Right. And it, it seems to matter. Oh, it does. Right. Like the word icon is like token as well. Eh? An icon and a token. It's a little bit on the same level where it becomes uh, an imprint for a moment. And then we go back to it. Eh? Tokens are used to, yeah. for mercantile consumptions sometimes like money yeah <laughs> mm. nfts yes. Uh, yes which i still not sure i totally understand but yes. i think i so sorry listeners if you're in the nft business i apologize i just don't understand <laughs> that all two of you yeah. All, yeah. <laughs> all two of you all two of you but at the same time uh when we look at i the iconic moment i think it it nods to purpose mm -hmm. and nods to purpose like a worthy opponent nods to purpose you become a better person because of that person mm. that's what i see and i define as a worthy opponent we're both fellow walkers mm -hmm. in the big picture mm -hmm. the infinite one right. the one that's going to last like i still watch some videos of eddie Merckx mm -hmm. <laughs> in uh, paris roubaix it's mm -hmm. iconic is training, is preparation. Like we've changed the tools a lot, but the ways of taking care of them, not that different sometimes. It's still, some things make a difference there and it's still applied today and we forget about it. Hmm. But the, the icon for me is sort of a imprint in time, hmm. a token of time. And then you go back to that and go back to that and then... You use that to build something different or to mimic parts of it and try to figure out your own way creatively to get there. Because I think art form is, that's the biggest hurdle that I try to teach my students in psychotherapy. Like they come with the science a lot, mm. like the how to, the manner of applying psychotherapy. And sometimes they'll give me definitions of stuff. But then I showed them a video and then they're like, it doesn't look anything like what I'm doing. But this is how it expresses itself. Mm -hmm. Like therapies of art form as much as a science. Mm -hmm. You experiment you with that part, but then you apply it differently. So, um, so that's the same logic as what you were talking with cycling and those mm -hmm. moments with people earlier. How you win yeah. the race makes a difference, I think. 
Yeah, I think a lot of people would agree. I mean, that's a, uh, something that is sort of <laughs> captured in different d- different sort of traditions yeah. within cycling, and a lot of people would tend to point to Italian traditions as being more on the uh, sort of um, artistic side, yeah. right? And there's an ethos that sort of underpins that. The French have their own as well, and yes. there's American, and there's different sort of cultural yeah. underpinnings. Totally. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a, an aside, I guess, um, but something that we might pick up in a subsequent conversation. Totally. And I won't uh, give any uh, tells, any additional tells on that. I know. We're, I think we're, we're us three, we're smiling right now, everyone. So I like to yeah. describe, give a glimpse at the room right now. We're all smiling because I think we're all excited. We have joy thinking yeah. about Interesting. the I'm, few I'm interviews excited. that are coming up. Yeah. And also our own interviews, like the, the the talk, Matt and I, but also the interviews that are coming up. And we all have this smile a little bit because we're like, wow, we get to talk to people about mm. what they do. And I know one of my goals is, and I haven't come to my why yeah, yet. So say. is it a good time to, is it a good segue? Good yeah. segue. Perfect. Uh, my why is to help people so that they grow. As simple as that. How I go about it, though, sometimes my contribution is like, for instance, the first time I met Matt is, okay, Matt, it's official. You're a cyclist. I know that you're a great cyclist, but I want to know how your your temperament operates in other areas of your life. I want to know because I think that the person is bigger than the sport in the sense that it's not not bigger because uh, People are going to misunderstand what I'm saying here. I mean, I'm sorry, everyone. I don't want to say something like that. But I think if you understand the person, you understand the expression of the person in the sport. Mm. Like we were talking about art Mm. earlier. And my goal, I remember before we sat together, I was like, I want to understand the person behind the cycling. Because that's really, cycling is an expression of that person. Mm. So when pros do stuff that are pro-like, It's because they spent more time doing that thing most of the time. But the mentality, the drivenness is there anyways. It's just a direction that the person decided. Mm. The sacrifices as well. Because mm. I think us three in this room right now, we, we were all driven, but we decided to have different facets. Sort of to, like for instance, we all wanted families here. Mm-hmm. We wanted to cycle. You wanted to be a therapist. You wanted to make a difference. <laughs> yeah. And I'm looking at Vicky right now. But we've sort of wanted to maintain balance. I think that's the part that was more common in this room right now. Mm. If I can jump on that. Jump. Um, I think it's kind of fascinating. And I hope that we, we can tease this out through conversations with others over, over the, the subsequent, yeah, you know, months. Totally. Um, that being, so this orientation sort of latent driven nature, mm-hmm. um, is sort of contingent, I think. Yeah. Right. So yeah. like it's, it's a disposition that we, we agree, we, 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 we share mm-hmm. and the way that our lives have gone, it has manifested Yeah. Right? It has had room to sort of develop. Yes. It didn't have to go that way, though. Nope. It could have gone another way. Yeah. Mm. And we, it could have been crushed. Yes. That's entirely possible. Probably. Yeah. Uh, probably, but that's the part I'm not sure of. So I'll, It could I'll, have been crushed, but I'm crushed in the sense that we would not have 
add results in the same arena as we add results. But crushing a spirit is very tough. Like, uh, that's the part. Yeah, I think it, it might comes, have been expressed differently, though. I think it comes down to the sense of... Hey, guys, Future LP here. I just wanted to interrupt our podcast a little to let you guys know that we have actually launched our first coaching program. Uh, those who are driven and want to learn how to better navigate their tools uh, or learn tools to better navigate their their temperament, we actually have an offering for you. So for those interested, go to our website, overcomecafe.com slash our services, and you'll be able to find me quite easily um, if you click on the button right there. Uh, those are you who are living in Ontario, Canada and are seeking psychotherapy. There's also a link to that, to my private practice in case you're interested or feel the need to work on a more um, deeper level. So for those looking for tools, coaching might be for you, for you. And we're so excited to have our first offering at overcomecafe.com slash our services or just head on to overcomecafe.com and click on the Our Services button and you'll be able to find um, the service that fits you best. Thank you, everyone. I'll let you get back to it. And without further ado, our why episode. Thanks, guys. It comes down to the sense of uh, being able to determine uh, outcomes sufficiently, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like independently versus being reliant on others. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I think if people have experiences where they try to make things happen and they fail and mm -hmm. they fail and they fail, yeah. then that's where I see dreams sort of crushed. Yeah. Right. It's like, uh, it's futile. Like and I'm just not going to totally. expose myself to that kind of risk and that kind of, um, disappointment anymore. It depends and, which fear you listen to. Yeah. Cause that's another well, in the, in the, in the expanse of human experience, I think, you know, there's surely been plenty of driven people who have become no longer driven people. Mm. Um, and yes. sort of accepted that like their lot They're, in life is going to mm. be so you, yeah, fitting in. Yeah. Acquired resignation. Right. That's what, uh, that's what we call it. Eh? Okay. Yeah. So what I wanted to connect that to though is mm. where being driven does sort of have a positive feedback loop mm -hmm. manifest. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. doing this more, these things more. I I think there becomes opportunity to develop a sense through excess yeah. of the value of balance. Yeah. Because we tend to push too far. Yeah. Uh, and and then mm -hmm. the cracks start to really show, yep. which I think is is actually helpful. Yep. In my, to, in my just my personal perspective, I think being somebody who takes things too far and then uh, has injury and, and different sort of critical totally. sort of uh, problems yields or sort of gains insight yeah. um, that that actually exceeds what what we might sort of access mm. if we don't really push to our limits at all. Yeah. And so it, I've seen this happen in terms of yeah. uh, just injury, injury being incredibly informative mm. about uh, general like health and taking care of the body. Yep. Um, but mm. forced by a specific injuries, right? Mm. And having to stop yep. and assess yep. and go, okay, well, where, where, 
where can I support my health better right. as part of a lifestyle kind yeah. of pr- more holistic approach. Yep. And I think totally. the same is true for like sleep, you know, really, really mm. pushing the envelope in terms of, of sleep and then having days where you're trying to perform physically and can't. And you go, well, let me figure out why. And you go, well, this is what I've been doing to myself. I need to make a change. I need That's to it. pivot um, mm. versus that slow burn. So it's kind of like jobs where you have this kind of, um, you know, general discomfort around yeah. the job, but it's right. not enough to push you to make a change, yeah. to quit, to say I'm out and, and do some and open another door. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's a lot more harmful than actually having uh, something specific happen in a job that's a blow up. Yeah. Um, that's a favor in my mind. If the job is generally not good, I think the best thing that can happen is some kind of calamity, catastrophe, some kind of big explosion that forces you to go, okay, I'm out. Yeah. Uh, right. The slow burn is what is really harmful to us and our health yeah. long term, wears us down and kind of, you know, wrecks us. Yeah, totally. Um, so I think yeah. that's that's an advantage to being driven. Maybe this is why we will ultimately have opportunity to speak to a lot of mm. insightful folks who are driven Yeah, is that they have been way imbalanced. Yep, totally. And they had opportunity to kind of like, you know, draw out, you know, sort of like take the big 10,000 foot view. Yeah. Go, okay, what have I been doing? What's working? What's not working? And what kind of person do I maybe need to try to become um, in an active way? Totally. Right. Um, Versus just repeating the patterns that I have and expecting different results. That's something I've noticed. From the two of you, when you're, I've noticed that you guys, when you're facing a struggle, um, both of you have more, of, when we talk about like the fight, flight, freeze, I find that the both of you are more into the fight, like, okay, I'm going to go deep into that struggle or mm. face it rather than, you know, avoid it or try to, you know, just, I'm, I'm just going to continue even if it doesn't work out. I, I've noticed that of the two of you that you guys are sort of just like facing right into it and taking the plunge. And I don't know something about what you were saying, Matt. Just let me to that that uh, observation from the the two of you. I like that. If we were on yeah. video, my face, you folks would see my face is like <laughs> I have a wow face because I'm incredibly impressed that you've picked that up. No, um, from from LP. Yeah, like. I, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not surprised that you husband. observed yeah. that. Um, but but on my side, that's rather uh, insightful. Mm-hmm. You're on the you're on the money. Um, mm-hmm. I, I won't I won't uh, hog the mic here, but totally agree. Mm-hmm. I actually kind of welcome yeah. conflict because yeah. I consider it productive. Productive. Yeah. And I, I mean, agree. I don't, I don't want to engineer, I don't want to engineer, you know, conflicts, Yeah. you know, just like sometimes, yeah, we're all drawn into, you know, that sort of uh, physical need for a conflict to yeah. resolve stress, you know, yeah. we talked about the domination aspect of it, That's like oh, wanting to dominate, well, but, yeah, but conflict is actually a disagreement at the base. It's the disagreement of opinions mm. and there's like overt conflict. There's violent conflict, of course, but there's like passive conflict where two people disagree and don't talk. Mm. Yeah, and I don't, I don't, and that's like, not good. It's I like cancer, not, cancer for the relationships. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's kind of uh, insipid, I guess, and yeah. harmful. So, I mean, conflict is one angle, but the other mm. is just sort of like struggle or, mm-hmm. or uh, you know, situations that are 
scary or or whatever yeah like mm. i guess this is a, a baseline personality orientation yeah. um it seems better to just hit these things straight on and kind of like see what happens yeah. right like do do your best with what you have to work with and and move forward and maybe that's part of the, the psychology around like always being in problem solving mode yeah right like yeah. maybe the intuitive thing and because like if we have this behavior it's from when we're quite young yeah, yeah. so if it's if it's sort of an a natural adaptation to a lot of um top-down sort of over analytic processing yeah mm-hmm. um i think maybe the, the the handy resolution move is to just like just face it and get it over with yeah because if we if we don't do that and we put it off our minds don't let go yeah we're just like no. going, we're not sleeping we're just over and over processing what's the resolution what's the resolution yeah. it seems best probably a, a lot of the time to just okay let's just hit this straight on yeah. and then like get it out of the way sometimes the the, the quickest point between two two different areas it's just to go straight yeah mm. sometimes though and that's the i think the subtlety that i'm noticing with the driven temperament versus this the skills to maneuver your temperament and yeah. that's a conversation that i've noticed we've had a lot like this is who i am but this is the skill that i need to thrive with yeah. who i am like yeah. and that's my my wish list for people listening like you two uh, listeners like tell two friends and we'll have four thank you (laughs) but and that's the goal for the people so it becomes something a contribution to them uh, is to explore because i don't think we have the solution i think we have the questions and i think some of the solutions we understand or at least we can offer a very humble perspective of it but that's the fun part i mean like my wish list is that we have like 500 listeners by the end of the year Mm. So that's my wish list. That's a wish. Is it going to happen? If I we have 200 listeners, am I going to be glad? Mm. Right now, there's 300 people listening. Doesn't mean that they've listened to the whole episodes, but it's 300 people that listened, which is a great thing. And uh, Matt and Vicky didn't know this, so I just sprung yeah. it on them. Love so it. 300 people listened up to this point cool cool thank you for doing that thank you Mm -hmm. for trusting us because you're trusting us with part of your listening time but trusting that we're valid sources of cultural information Mm -hmm. and that's the goal for me like to give valid and information so people can grow with this yeah because i as -hmm. a driven person i want to have like there's my temperament but there's the tools that i need to manage my temperament yeah absolutely and that's the openness that we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've met many mm-hmm. driven people who lack skills to maneuver their temperament, and they end up failing. Mm. And I failed. I failed my. I failed Ooh. a lot. You do, you do a lot of failing. You do a lot, of, a failing. lot of failing. So if you don't get like that, if you don't use openness as a gauge to think differently, then you're gonna suffer. You're gonna repeat. You're going to repeat because yeah. I think we repeat. I yeah. think driven people because I we aim to a goal. But if the goal is too um, ambitious, which is sort of the problem with driven people is to develop discernment sometimes and say, you know what? This goal, I could probably do it. 
Yeah. Mm. I could probably do it, but what is the cost of that? Yeah, because if, I mean, the goal might be what we want, but it might not be what we need. That's it. Uh, and, I love that. And so uh, just to build on, you know, the, the, the thread of the openness, and then I'll kick to, to Vicky. Um, my wish is, you know, my wish list, my wish is to effectively channel what comes into my consciousness mm. and then have it flow through me yep. in, mm. in my particular way. Yeah for the benefit of our listeners, right? Totally. So I, I, I'm not really generating anything that is novel. Yeah. Absolutely novel, right? Mm -hmm. I don't think I am ever doing that. Yeah. I think in my life, all I'm ever doing is channeling a bunch of different threads of insight, information, understanding, knowledge. And if you take, I'm sorry, I'm going to yeah. disagree with that part. If you back it up a hundred feet more, Okay, and if you take like the, the airplane vision of you, that's Matt, and that's unique. Because you're not, you're more than a vessel. Oh, sure, 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 sure. So that all that it's not a it's, but I mean, so like I I, I love your I, humility. I, I just I, call call I'm it an algorithm. Like you know, I'm like a cognitive algorithm. Yeah. Like so, like all of this stuff is throwing flowing through me, and uh -huh. it's coming out in a unique way. But I disagree with the algorithm. We can use a different metaphor, perhaps. Yes. Yeah. Because I think... How so? Yeah. <laughs> Tell us. <laughs> and, and that's my disagreement. It doesn't mean that I'm right. That's the thing. Um, but it's an intelligent... I mean, there's... So there's... Uh, okay. If I say algorithm and you think there's nothing added... Because algorithms for me, zeros and ones. That's yeah, it. Well, so I know... So okay. I need to take it 200 feet more... And yeah. see that the algorithm is actually zeros and ones that are painting uh, the Mona Lisa. The creativity is in the unique sort of combination totally. of disparate sort of uh, veins that's, uh, of that's consciousness, it. of thought, of all of these these things, these senses, sensibilities, you know, feelings, mm -hmm. in in a way that is uh, that is a unique contribution. That is always what I aspire to do. Yes. And anything I'm doing is yes. okay. How can all of this, which anybody can access, relatively speaking. Plus my experience. Yeah. How can I put all that together in a way that is kind of special? Special in the sense that it brings something new yeah. to the conversation, to the issue, whatever totally. it is. And it adds totally. in a positive way. A positive. That's my wish to do. And that's always the challenge. Because who, like, I just don't want to be channeling the same things. No. Yeah. I mean, anybody can do that. It's about what can I do that's unique to me. Yeah. yeah. So that's that. So it's like music. You know, some will say music. I don't create new music. Music flows through me. Mm. There's an right? evolution. And it's like, but you put your your own imprint and your own sort of tone and cadence Just because it, it. It, it got filtered through you. Right. Like water. Yeah. Like, remember the lake at Granjuro? Like, that water looked so appetizing, but you needed the filter to drink That's it. It's hilarious that you would say that it looked appetizing. <laughs> Because uh, it just goes to show how strong uh, other emotions can be. Like, yeah, because uh, already is always top of my mind. <laughs> like, I don't want to take like a few, a, yeah. a few slugs or stuff like yeah. that. But from afar, it looked really appetizing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And oh, it, I remember, I, oh, this is this the beach party? This is. Oh, yeah. I heard about the beach party, was, but I didn't see it. There was no beach party. There was no beach party. But to, Sorry, I, I did say I would kick to Vicky on, yeah. on the on the wish list. Uh, yeah. The wish list. Hmm. Good question. You know, I would, from hearing from you guys, 
really the wish list is the same as if I was listening uh, to a podcast would be that I have a little bit more knowledge about my blind spots. And I think mm. that's what I've heard of you guys too, like with our opponents, um, with, with not being alone and just relatable. And, and I like it can be so much rich, richness, like just coming mm. out of what you guys are experiencing. And so, so I think that my wish list is that, um, yeah, we, we take a glance at our blind spots and, mm. uh, and go from there. So, yeah. yeah I love so that. if you look, that makes any sense. If you look, it. if you look at the blind spots, yeah. Like if you know more about your blind spots, what impact is that going to make on you? There's going to be like a seed planted and then, <laughs> Because I, I, I'm not going to expect like instant transformation, but I'm, I'm hoping that they're going to take root and that I'll be more aware mm. and that I can decide to change some things, like little changes, doesn't have to be big changes, but um, just like what we were t talking about, like finding a, like a balance or like finding a, like the tension, um, um, just having more courage. It, it brings me back to like courage too make small changes. Mm. Um, and I know for me, it's like finding like a healthy balance so that I, I don't burn out or, yeah. so if like things like that, that if I, I know a little bit more about my blind spots, then I'll be able to act on them wow. and, and go from That's there. Really good. So connecting a couple dots from what you yeah. said, and I love it. I'm really glad you went there. Um, do you find that when you're in a, in a state of sort of more optimal, to use a yeah, overly specific term, yeah. balance in, yeah. in your life, um, that y you can see your blind spots, and maybe I will bring the other term heuristics into the mix here. Can you see these things sort of manifest hmm. and, and sort of like to draw out from your own sort of thinking, right? And go, oh, wait a second, I see, I see what I'm doing there. Versus when you're in the mode of, sort of top-down, very task-focused and focused, yeah. um, awareness, right? And you're just doing, you're back-to-back, task-oriented, objective-oriented hmm. uh, engagement. Do you, do you see a contrast? I do, yes. If, if I, for me, I have to get out of that mode of, of doing, 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 um, because I lose that awareness. Um, and it's often with the consequences that, I'm like, aha, that's where, <laughs> that, that's, that's not the outcome that I want. So I have to sort of go back. So I would say when I'm feeling more like healthy, balance, for sure, I, I feel more flexible. I feel like I mm -hmm. can be also more vulnerable and mm -hmm. just sort of mm -hmm. s take a, a closer look at my blind spots. And sometimes it's just like, okay, you know what? I need to experience something different of not doing and still feeling like it's it's okay you know yeah, yeah, so things like that totally sure. one of your drives is to connect yes yes you're a, a very much connecting person like mm. you have this aura there's a you, <laughs> like the term attraction because i'm i feel like if people look at me in that in the sense oh he's he's her husband so of course he's gonna say she's attractive but that's the general comment that i had People are attracted to oh, you. Wow. When they see you, there's something that is that is warm and attractive. So closeness is mm -hmm. a term that is used for mm -hmm. attractiveness. So I know that is it is also one of your drives. 
Yes, yes. I know that connection <laughs> is your main drive. Like if it's not working on the connection level, yeah. then Vicky has a problem. Yeah. And I have a problem understanding what's going on. If, if I don't feel close to that person, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll be willing to, to do the extra mile to get there. But mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's true. That is a drive. Yeah. So to speculate, maybe what's going on a little bit there that people are picking up on is it sounds like your interactions with others are not um, about what they can do for you uh, oh. to advance your priorities, mm -hmm. um, but yeah. really just a general openness to interacting as two people. Yeah, exactly. My drive is like... <laughs> I want to know everything, uh, you know, about you and, and, and be with, with the person. Um, so yes, that but is it's so not true. For, it's not for, it's not instrumental for you. No. And this yeah. is something that you will both have, have, have observed in others who re repel you, yeah. I think, yeah. uh, will be that person only wants to talk to me in so far as I offer something of value to them yeah. yes. that advances their objectives their, and their priorities. Totally. And and once they've determined that that's not the case, yeah. this this dialogue, whatever it is, is over. Yeah. Right? Like it's instrumental. Yeah. That's it. And you're yeah. actually taking like my childhood wound and putting that on the yeah. table. I love <laughs> Me that. Me too, man. So Matt, it's also you're... transactional. This is remember when I yeah. mentioned to you previously. I don't like taking money from people. Yeah, I know because it's transactional. Yes, yeah. the same dynamic applies to just communication. Yeah, transactional communication is um, off-putting. Totally. Uh, to yeah. some, I mean, it's a totally. sensitivity for me anyway. Totally. Yeah. Uh, and if you if your orientation is to be open because we are humans relating to each other as humans. Totally. That's it. Like that's, that's it. No, I don't have any expectations like or my, requirements my, for more. Right. And my childhood wound is, man, people talk to me because I help them feel them better. Mm. Right. That was sort of the the litmative a little bit yeah. in the, in that thing, and I. I love that. Like, I remember our first interview where you said you were not empathic and I called you out on that. Yeah. And I'm so glad I did. Yeah. Because <laughs> people you don't know, we're two therapists and you just actually kicked our behind with empathy <laughs> right now. Yeah. Yes. Because <laughs> that's been one of my blind spots of yeah. too much, um, you know, you know, not, not also being there for myself or, or, or staying connected to myself, I would mm. say. So, so for sure. Yeah. And yeah, it, it's, I think we all have our blind spots, even at our best, um, you know, our, our best qualities can also, uh, bring us to our blind spots there too. Our strengths can be a weakness. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. It can be, it depends what you do with it. Like we were yeah. talking about with money, with anything else. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah good job good job yeah. matt well like, yeah. thanks likewise yeah yeah thank you yeah. but uh, good job matt good job vicky on this one as well like but i i, I feel like I, I i'm like oh i shouldn't compliment vicky that much she's so well doesn't <laughs> this go to gift giving and gift receiving yes uh, yeah. there are some some core sort of um, things going on yeah, yeah. underneath yeah um and uh, it's not something that only you struggle with. That's for sure. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. No. Hmm. I, and I think that's what we're noticing with the pandemic right now. Like the more functional people are 
the one more functional that's it sounds like there's a judgment or condemnation in this so i'm gonna backtrack and say like the the people who uh were were managing the balance a little bit better in the beginning they're sort of getting tired right now Mm. because that once it was more obvious like we were teetering in the beginning like oh my god i'm gonna Mm. But the ones who are more functional, like that, and I think a lot of the driven people, it, it, it was us, like in the in that sense. Not mm. that we're better, is that we're not this better type of temperament. It's just that driven people can continue, yeah, where most people stop. Yeah. Well, I I mean, uh, if if there's something to that, it might be uh, experience with having objectives yeah. and sort of a, a, a roadmap where we think we're going that is uh, thrown out the window yeah. mm. uh, because of real life. Yeah. Uh, injuries are, are, are one of the reasons that that happens. Illness, uh, you know, f- death in the family, all these yeah. kinds of things. Yeah. So we have, we have a plan and we have to go, well, that's not happening. Mm. How can I make the best of the situation, right, given mm. what the universe is giving me? Totally, and so in the absence of uh, these kinds of objectives that are medium and long term, that are not like they're more about specific sort of events, perhaps Mm. versus Mm -hmm. like I want, I want to be a millionaire. Yeah, you know, Um, (laughs) there's that reverse engineering sort of like there's always that mode of engineering. Okay, what are the steps? Yeah, what are the behaviors? What are the habits? Yeah. And so I think we'll get into this um, in, in future conversations. But um, I think it's really interesting to see how for driven folks, there's a, an opportunity yeah. as we get older, mm-hmm. you know, depending on where our driven nature is really manifesting. Yes. Because totally. I, I see I've lamented in the past to myself mostly, <laughs> man, wouldn't it be awesome if my jam was like golf or some sport where as you get better, it doesn't get riskier. Yeah. Mm. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. Like I could just, there would be no ceiling because part of my ceiling was like risk yeah. and why I decided to stop, uh, you know, downhill racing, for example. Yes. Um, so, you know, intellectually, you know, if you're an academic, yeah. there's no limit yeah. really. I mean, until you, you're, you're just too old and, and, and your brain is failing you mm-hmm. and there's things to do to avoid that yeah. to a degree. Um, you can just keep building, keep yeah. building. But in sport, anyway, mm-hmm. we have to we have to face the fact that we're going to stop building right. capability at some point, mm-hmm. in a sense, yeah. and we're going to have to pivot. Yeah. Right. So again, so pivoting is important. Pivot. Again. Yeah. Where do I yeah. pivot? How can I take what I've developed and still find you know joy in what I'm doing, and also be able to share that with other people and right. and contribute to the overall sort of undertaking like the greater community totally. that's my orientation person yeah. anyway yeah. and you go well, what kind of attributes am i looking for so you got to shift from outcomes to capabilities and and the way of doing the thing how do i want to feel when i do the thing yeah. yeah and that's what i think would be really interesting to explore down the road is yeah. is this focus on as an objective mm-hmm. how do i want to be in the world how do i want to feel day to day yeah that is not and, at all the same as and what, i want to win nationals in totally. 2023 totally because mm-hmm. that's uh that's an impact goal that's it yeah and, uh, rather than a contribution like i know i've talked about the impact earlier but still it, it, it's like oh i've won this event mm. rather than you know what i want to be a great cyclist yeah and that, identity the, and it's funny because yeah. the age restraints are yeah. way different because he 
A cyclist who's in his 50s, who's great, it's not the same manifestation as a 20-year-old no. who's great. No, 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 not at all. Because mm. of the metrics again. Of course. But the yeah. philosophy of it yeah. and the purpose of it is bigger. Yeah. And perhaps, and we'll see, I think a big part of that sort of art of the possible then yeah. is, is the dynamic of where we have people who are going through these chapters who have others to look to as yeah. guideposts. Totally. Right? Yeah. And it just, you know, totally. oh, I see that this is what cycling in 50s and 60s looks like for other people. And I see how, you know, where value is for those people, like what they are really vibing on. Yeah. And, oh, I could see myself in that mindset too and loving it. And that's kind of the where I've been sort of, yeah. you know, moving myself over the last few years is thinking, well, I don't want to care about race results anymore. Mm-hmm. How do I do that? Like, yeah. I'm going to care about something. I got yeah. to care about something, right? Yeah. I got to get, get, you know, feel good about what I'm doing. And so it has to be more about, well, how, how can I kind of effectively do whatever I want on yeah. a bike and feel good as I'm doing it yeah. versus just survive it? Yeah. Yeah, it's because just surviving, I think, is the wrong message. Yeah, actually, to the the greater riding population, to just do things and survive it on death's door, mm-hmm. I don't think is actually something that we should be modeling. That's not what no. I want to model. I no. want to I want to help people understand how do you do this audacious thing, yeah. and audacity is just sort of something that's core to I think who I and am. I, and I think the difference yeah. between the two, if I can add yeah. to that, is. One, the surviving mode, it's I'm not good enough to do this, so I'm a fraud right mm. now. Right. So I shouldn't be here because yeah. it's dangerous. Yeah. Like these guys are way better than I am. So therefore they have their place. Yeah. Mm. That's for a different I species. Don't, I don't belong. Yeah. 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 But we want to belong and sometimes the the thriving mm. I think is much more purpose related, contribution, whatever you want to call it on this level like deeper meaning in life type of approach yeah um then actually oh you know what i just want to belong with this group of people but i'm not one of them so therefore i'm surviving all the way through like yeah. these guys are doing this yeah. isn't it's it like funny com- how it, and it's comparison it's comparison about what they did like we, when we don't belong is oh they won three races that's why i don't belong but yeah when we actually get to know the people we do feel like we can relate mm-hmm. and how much when we're connected with them how much i it's like okay you're, you're just like me yes um so i i always find it yeah funny how much when we don't belong it's always about what the person did but what you're saying matt is that it's it's not about just what you do it's about who you are and who you are as a mentor who you are for for others and yeah i mean there's a lot of different facets there right mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. that maybe people are apprehending as they are seeing others reflect their lives right mm-hmm. and they're you know they perceive them as great as cool as mm. interesting mm. whatever like there's a lot under the surface right and we just totally. kind of absorb yeah it's not necessarily out there to sort of read explicitly right yeah. but um you know there in in the social media domain there is you know a, a spectrum that it goes from you know the good the bad and the ugly here's mm. here's this is my life all of it totally so to speak yeah 
all the way through curated, right? So these are just the highs, mm. right? So it's the whole spectrum. Yeah. So so the, the most famous people, perhaps, in cycling anyway, uh, are showing more the highs than anything else. Totally. Um, and, and so the impression that a lot of people are getting is, well, they only have successes. Right. Mm-hmm. And the truth of the matter is, and this goes to the whole like interrelational thing that you get when you actually know people, yeah. is that the best writers always have bad days. Totally. And part of the sort of vulnerability that I really appreciate uh, in some of the newer, like the newer generation, the younger yeah. generation yeah. stars, is that they put that vulnerability front and center mm-hmm. and they just own it. Yeah. And so the way that that manifests, which is by definition vulnerability, yeah, because yeah. the other part it's over disclosure, right? Over disclosure <laughs> is not yeah. vulnerability. No, it's yeah. not the same. Is it's it? not the same. Over yeah. disclosure is a very sophisticated protection mechanism. Mm. It's almost like a wash. Like it just the 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 lows just get sort of like lost. So in, you're in div- the, in you're the divulging. Like, it's like when you don't say something impulsively. Because it's not truthful. Mm. That's the thing. Like, for example, a good example of that. You see a friend and uh, they're wearing this neon sweatshirt a la 90s <laughs> that you think is ugly and you say nothing. Yeah. Because the truth is it might be nice for that person. Mm-hmm. It might be good for that person. But you don't say it. Why don't you say it? that would have been the truth? Actually, I would have I would argue that that was not truthful. It was me being impulsive. It's not a truth. I mm. mean, it's it's like saying it's a that, shirt. It's like saying you should identify with every idea that pops into your head. That's yeah. it. Like no, that's it. You shouldn't. No, that's it. some Actually. of the. It's called discernment. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of crazy mm-hmm. shit. Comes and, 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 totally, <laughs> and in discernment, the truth lies there for me. That's mm-hmm. how I see truth. Rather than over disclosure, vulnerability is much more truth. Mm. So I think the newer generations are contributing in a way that they're better at being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in our generation, if I can compare negatively, is we've been bad at over disclosing. Yeah. Assuming it was vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And that's, I blame our snowboarding, biking, coolness as a factor for disclosing stuff because we wanted to be cool that much that we started to over disclose Mm -hmm. and then it had a trickle effect and then i think like people are sort of it's not that oh this generation is saved and everything i just think they're doing vulnerability a lot better than i was at that age Mm -hmm. well this is something that could be interesting to to plumb a little bit uh in the future too and and just to draw draw a, a parallel to to road racing that I think sort of just resonated for me is the traditional approach to road racing, which is kind of foreign, I think, to people like myself who come from mm-hmm. mountain bike racing, is because it's more of a it actually is a team sport, you know that that yet is at the same time individual in terms of of, of win, yeah. right? Um, there it is very common for people to go to road races as a member of a team knowing that they will very likely or necessarily not even finish the race their job will not actually be to finish the race yeah there they will go to a race this is the kind of an old school approach to road racing that 
that maybe was fading for a little while, hard to say. But the idea was like you go to all the races mm-hmm. like with your team, irrespective of whether those races suit you. Oh. And part of the whole thing is like doing it anyway. Right, mm-hmm. knowing that you're gonna get destroyed, shelled, like so dropped from the group <laughs> yeah. on the first climb and then you're out. Like that is what it is totally. to, to road race. You don't just pick the ones that suit you. Yeah. yeah. And so I think that's about sort of building humility mm-hmm. and understanding of capability and also where you can contribute and where you can't. So you have a reality check mm-hmm. on what you're going to do as a team member. Right. Right. Because there will be a, a obvious examples, of course, is where uh, a given rider will be terrible. It will be obvious. Everyone will know that that yeah. person's going to be terrible there. Yeah. Then there's going to be some where that same rider will, everybody will agree they'll be fantastic. It'll be suited to them. Hmm. But in the middle, there's going to be a whole bunch of races okay. where it's not so clear. It's not so. Hmm. So you're, you're kind of going to have to go and do it a lot and figure out, okay, well, when these pieces come together like this, I can contribute and we can kind of plan totally. that. Yeah. yeah. Right. Versus I only really know how I go when I go to races that are perfect for me. That's it. Yeah. And that, and for me, that's not growing as well. Like even if you don't finish a race, if you contribute in a different way, then I think you grow at that moment. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's an amazing opportunity in road racing for this. Yeah. And it's not something that I will argue that I, I, I have really great experience living Mm -hmm. actually Mm -hmm. like i think i failed in many ways in this regard yeah as as generally the stronger the strongest guy on my team yeah i didn't have the opportunity to play that role yeah Mm. and i think there's you know i i kind of would have loved to have had that opportunity to be a helper yeah instead of effectively being the team leader and actually you have that opportunity now matt because you're yeah. being a helper to probably other people. Let's hope cyclists listen to this. Yeah. And well, I hope so. Hope so. And you're going to help because the energy of helping, because we're talking about the way to help, but the energy of helping is different. Yeah. It's like knowing the intentions of someone versus uh, two people saying the same thing, but really meaning and the intentions are totally different. Yeah. Hmm. I think. I think Matt, you're you're there. You're helping people in a different way. Well, talking is one thing, right? There's yeah. talking, yeah, and I'm reasonably good at talking. And then there's there's doing. So I will continue to look for opportunities. And that's I love how I see that kind of inflection point mm-hmm. around now. And the pandemic has probably helped in this regard. Yeah, to pivot toward, you know, where can I more explicitly help in the actual cycling domain physically, mm-hmm. right? With helping develop. Uh, some of the younger riders in our sort of in our mm. sphere you know in a way that that is right for them yeah you know not just about what i think they need or whatever but like mm. you know kind of meeting in the middle so totally wow. um yeah. in road riding i think we'll have more opportunities like that to come to because again i think we're gonna kind of wade out of this pandemic uh, you know, <laughs> we have to be a little bit more patient a little yeah. bit with the pandemic yeah. and the yeah and everything else yeah but what about you vicky for for the the end of the the episode we are arriving at the end already yes, i so enjoyed quick, i so I, enjoyed hearing like the both of you um 
just so much richness. I, I, it's, it's, you know, I, I feel like I could listen to you guys talk <laughs> all day because there's, we, we, I don't know, we, I just feel like we're getting into more and more points where we can all relate. Mm. We all have our experience, our all our yeah. own experience. Um, and total thank, thank you so much, Vicky, for yeah. being the person that's courageous enough to dive into Matt and I's dimension and sort of bringing your own perspective to this. Like, I think I value you. I oh, value your opinion a you. lot. And I, I can't wait to see you grow because mm-hmm. for Matt and Vicky, I, I, I had a wish list as well. Oh. For Matt is to continue push him to see that his empathy mm-hmm. is actually there. Yeah. It's just that we're going to name it. And for you is to be comfortable accepting that you're a great human being and you contribute a lot. Oh, well, that means a lot. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Oh. We don't have always to put a neon sign. No. To be a driven person. No, for sure. And you're the most modest person that I know. Oh, <laughs> thank you. How about another round of coffee? Another round of coffee? Yeah, Overcome Cafe. <laughs> <laughs> Tales of mind, body, Cannot and relationship. No. Yeah. So thank you, everyone, for listening to us. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Vicky. Uh, thank you, LP. Uh, I'm glad that we're sitting together and finishing the episode, which is our why episode today. Thank you all. Thank you all. See you folks. Wow. Thank you, Matt and Vicky for such a vulnerable and open conversation. I'm so grateful for them and that I get to do this podcast with these lovely people. So, Wow, guys, um, there's more coming up um, for you uh, on the podcast in the next few weeks. Uh, in two weeks, we're going to have the Emma Therapist on episode six, and we're in the works of recording and preparing for our first all-star coming to our podcast. We're so excited to have this guest, which I'm not naming and keeping it on the down low for the moment, but... I can't wait for you guys. And no worries, we'll start saying it as soon as we get it recorded. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. And I just wanted to take a moment to um, just encourage you. Like, we love encouraging other people. And our why is actually helping and making a positive impact on the world. So uh, we chose uh, over the last year and this year to encourage chill.org. That's C-H-I-L-L dot O-R-G. Um, they are um, helping you uh, develop many life skills through uh, board sports. And as uh, some of you may know, I was lucky enough to have um, I've grown up in the snowboarding culture and I've learned many of the attributes and the qualities that I have today and how to manage my drive while snowboarding so that has been a character building experience for me and i hope that by encouraging chill.org that we will build other people up through that wonderful organization so you guys check it out if you're interested in encouraging them uh, it's so easy go on their website and um, just look at how to donate and there's many prices many amounts so uh, we're so glad to encourage them and yes, they don't sponsor us. We actually we actually want to give to them. So we want to encourage you guys to head over to chill.org and click on donate and choose the amount that you're comfortable with. 
Um, thank you guys for listening. Can't wait to see you folks next in our next episode of Overcome Cafe Tales of Mind, Body, and Relationships. For those interested, hit us up on Instagram at lplandry underscore overcome cafe or Matt's search at psychosomatic. And also you can look us up on um, LinkedIn and Facebook at Overcome Cafe. Have a good one.